Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Does Russell Wilson make the Broncos a contender? Why Aaron Rodgers staying was always the plan. Plus, how does the Wilson trade and the Rodgers trade affect the rest of the league? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In an offseason we thought could have tremendous upheaval at the quarterback position, Russell Wilson is the first monster domino to fall in terms of guys who left their team. Aaron Rodgers overshadowed his return to Green Bay with a blockbuster deal. He is going to Denver for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Denver gets Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. Joining me now from Locked on Broncos, Cody Rourke. And, and Cody, this came, I think, as a genuine shock just because of the timing of all of this. What do you think the Broncos are looking at when they're saying, okay, we're going to give up all of these picks and some good young players to get Russell Wilson? I mean, it was wild. You know, Peter, we were reacting initially this morning, you know, to uh, the Green Bay Packers news, Aaron Rodgers returning. And we're like, okay, well, hey, Rodgers to Denver is no longer a piece because it was reported that it was between Green Bay and Denver for Rodgers. And we're like, okay, hey, now Denver's got to look in free agency. Literally, after we're done recording the first podcast, bam, the news drops. I'm like, oh my goodness, this changes everything. After throughout two episodes that we recorded and bam, you know, here we go with the Russell Wilson trade. I mean, for the Broncos, there's some people are saying the Broncos gave up too much, but it's like, what were you expecting at a point? Like to get a franchise quarterback, something that most teams, like there's various other teams. I can't name the exact number considering how many other quarterbacks, you know, have their franchise guys, but there are so many teams out there that would love to be in the position to be able to trade for a guy like this. And specifically for Russell Wilson, he has a no trade clause, which he waived to come to Denver. Denver's the only destination he wanted to go to. So I, I think it's very appealing here. I mean, the Broncos right now, they didn't have to give up too much on the offensive side of the ball. You mentioned Noah Fant. That's obviously going to be a question for how they address it this offseason. But Russ changes everything in the AFC. He changes everything in the AFC West in that division. And I think a lot of people are really focusing on what does this mean for the NFL landscape, not to mention with Aaron Rodgers as well in the Green Bay Packers. Now Russell Wilson's out of the NFC. So now it's like we were talking here before we went on air. The NFC is kind of wide open. And for Rodgers to really kind of take hold of that here once again in 2022. Where do you rank the Broncos now in terms of AFC contenders? We still know Kansas City still going to be really good. Buffalo still going to be really good. Baltimore lurking if they can get healthy. Uh, the the Chargers have a ton of cap space to, to work with. So where are the Broncos right now before free agency? You know, it's really tough to say. I, I say until somebody knocks Kansas City off the throne inside the AFC West, I think the Chiefs will still be the favorite inside the division. But, you know, a lot of people are having the argument, well, Denver's got the third best quarterback. It doesn't matter. These quarterbacks don't play each other. They play defenses. And when I look at the AFC West, Peter, the Chargers defense was very subpar in terms of the standard that we had initially for them going into last season. The Chiefs defense may lose Tyron Matthew, who's arguably the most important part of their defense. And they have a lot of salary cap stuff coming up, especially with the Orlando Brown thing coming up. And then the Raiders, a new regime under Josh McDaniels and a young defense with some playmakers. They have a lot of promise. 
Russell Wilson gets to go against those defenses. So it's like, hey, you know what? You can't compare the quarterbacks because the quarterbacks each have to go against the defense, and you can make the argument. Denver's got a pretty dang good defense inside the AFC West. They might have the best defense inside the AFC West. So, you know, you talk about the Cincinnati's, the Buffaloes, the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, it's really hard to say where Denver ranks amongst those guys, but I think it's wide open at this point, at least on paper. We're going to have to see how the regular season gauntlet goes, but I tell you what, the AFC is going to be the wild, wild west, Peter. And so football fans need to buckle up. It's going to be fun. Why Aaron Rodgers staying was always the most likely outcome. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. A franchise-altering day for the Seattle Seahawks continued Tuesday evening with the team informing all-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner that he's being released. The news came hours after the news hit of Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. The two franchise cornerstones who were drafted on the same day in 2012 now depart Seattle on the same day 10 years later. In releasing Wagner, the Seahawks are moving on from their longtime defensive captain and another player who was among the most impactful in franchise history. The Seahawks look to be in full rebuild mode. The Nets are barely hanging on, but one performance last night may have changed everything. Doug Norrie locked on Nets coming at you here with just six words you need to hear on this night. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. Brooklyn needed this game real bad against Charlotte uh, to try to take control of some of the play-in implications. They go on the road. We obviously know Kyrie can play, and man, did he ever pour it in. 50 points on 15 of 19 shooting. Got to the line 13 times, 9 of 12 from deep. He was everything you needed and more on a game where Kevin Durant, who's basically carried the team the entire season when he's been on the court, mostly sleptwalk through this game. It didn't matter. Durant only scored 14 points. The Nets still hung 132 on Charlotte. A huge win, one the Nets absolutely needed uh, as they enter this final stretch of the season, digging themselves a little bit of a hole, working to get their way out of it. We are going to be talking about this game, Kyrie Irving's performance, the implications of beating Charlotte all over there on Locked On Nets. Bryant on Tuesday night secured its first trip to the NCAA men's basketball tournament, but its NEC championship game against Wagner was marred by a fight between fans in the stands in the second half. Peter Kiss, the nation's leading scorer, had 34 points to lead the Bulldogs past the Seahawks 70-43. Just a rough day for the Seahawks everywhere. In Smithfield, Rhode Island, it's the first NEC title for Bryant, which became postseason eligible in 2012-2013 after transitioning to Division I. The Tennessee Titans managed to get a long-term deal done with Harold Landry, their star pass rusher, announcing on Tuesday night that they've agreed to terms on a multi-year deal with the outside linebacker. Reports are a five-year, $87.5 million contract that includes $52.5 million in guaranteed money. Landry is coming off his best season with the Titans at just 25 years old. He posted a career-high 12 sacks, making him the first Titans pass rusher with double-digit sacks since Brian Arakpo had 10 and a half all the way back in 2015. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. A lot of news around the NFL today as we head toward the NFL draft. So here are some betonline.net odds for the draft. Number one overall pick odds according to betonline.net. Evan Neal, the top odds getter, 11 to 10 odds. Icky Ekwanu is 7-5. Aiden Hutchinson, 13-4. to 
Our own Tony Wiggins from Locked on Jags would tell you to jump on that one. Kayvon Thibodeau at 14 to 1 and Charles Cross, the long shot, at 50 to 1. And the first quarterback selected odds, according to betonline.net. Malik Willis at 5 to 7. Kenny Pickett 2 to 1. Matt Corral 3 to 1. Bet Online, where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay after a lot of rumors, meditation, and potentially some relationship building with the Packers. What was the reaction of the news for Locked On NFL Insider and former Super Bowl champion Isaiah Stanback? These guys have been playing a game of Uno seemingly for the past few years, you know, going back and forth where he felt like he wasn't being provided the weapons that he needed to go forth and, and be in position to win a championship. Um, and the, obviously the, the tussle between him and the organization as they went forth last year to go ahead and move up and grab Jordan Love, he obviously wasn't very happy about that. So they played their their draw too. And he said, oh, okay, you guys want to get me with that one. Okay, here, here here's, a, here's, a, here's a good old uh, wild card. And he came back with an MVP candidate last year, NFC Championship appearance. Um, and then this year, obviously, he came back – with camp, all the things that came that revolved around camp and the and the immunization versus the vaccination, and he doubled down with that draw four card by going out and again getting the MVP candidate, winning that trophy, winning that prize. The only reason Aaron Rodgers even had a card to play, much less a handful of them, is because he played like an MVP in 2020. And that's why he felt like the team needed to give him more assurances of his future. He's saying, hey, look, guys, I was just the MVP right after you drafted my successor, probably because you assumed I was not up to the task anymore. So Aaron Rodgers pitches his offseason fit last year. He gets the potential out. This offseason where the Packers either have to trade him or give him an extension. That was just how the numbers had to work under the salary cap. Aaron Rodgers was never going to play on a $46 million plus cap hit in 2022. It just wasn't going to work. And had he not played at an MVP level, it would have been a lot easier for Green Bay to say, we'll take what we can get. We'll take the Russell Wilson package. We'll take that from Denver. And we will let you drive off into the sunset if that's what you want to do. But it was yet another MVP season, albeit a season that ended in tragedy for the Packers, sports tragedy, of course, that allowed Green Bay to say, this is something that we would like to keep going if you would like to keep doing it. And remember last year. Green Bay reportedly offered him a top-of-market deal, and by then, Rodgers was just too angry to engage with it. After a year of reflection, of sitting with the potential of retirement, sitting with the potential of no longer competing with these guys, with this team, with this coaching staff, he's spoken glowingly about Matt LaFleur, he decided he wanted to keep going with this team. It had to be right for both sides. And so each side had a hand to play, and it turned out this year was much less contentious than a lot of the Uno games that I have played with my family in my life. I'll tell you that right now. Coming up, how does the Wilson trade and the Rodgers news affect the rest of the league? 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today before a workout, and it's the perfect thing to have before a workout. I, I have the Built Bites before a workout, and if I'm not going to have a meal for a while, I will have the full-size Built Bars after a workout. If you guys haven't tried the Puffs, they are so good. They've changed the game in the protein bar world. Protein-infused marshmallow. Come on. What more do you need to know? Protein-infused marshmallow. These things taste unbelievable, and yet they are high in protein, high in fiber. That's the expectation baseline. But they're also low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. How do they do it? Fairy dust? I don't know. I'm telling you they do it. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com to get 15% off your next order. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Denver Broncos fans and Green Bay Packers fans are pretty happy today. But what about some other fan bases that might have had their hopes crushed today? Who should we start with? Hmm. You know who we'll start with? Let's start with the Bears. The Russell Wilson trade was a reminder of what could have been or almost was for the Chicago Bears last offseason. I'm Lauren Cox from the Locked on Bears podcast, and it felt like we were close to this type of a Russell Wilson deal last offseason when the Chicago Bears were reportedly making similar types of offers for the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. So if you apply that to now, the Bears would have sent, what, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and some quality players, a young tight end like Cole Komet, maybe a veteran defensive lineman like Akeem Hicks, and all of a sudden you start to match up that trade with the Denver Broncos trade, the Bears didn't quite have a Drew Locke to send. Mitch Trubisky was going to be a free agent. They had Nick Foles, I guess, but that deal would have then put Russell Wilson in Chicago, maybe would have been enough to keep Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's job, and all of a sudden, the future looks a lot different in Chicago right now had it been Russell Wilson last year versus Justin Fields and a, a cheaper quarterback option, but not nearly as sure thing of a quarterback option. What could have been instead? We'll see how it plays out for the Denver Broncos, but we'll break down what the Chicago Bears end up doing instead with Justin Fields five days a week on the Locked On Bears podcast. One team that had high hopes, but not a big shot at either Rodgers or Wilson, the Carolina Panthers. So where does this leave them? Hey, it's Julian Council, host of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Big news in the National Football League on Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers staying put in Green Bay and Russell Wilson is headed to Denver. What does that mean for the Carolina Panthers? Well, that means that two guys who they hoped would be here in 2022, even though, let's be honest, Rodgers was never coming here, even if he loves James Campen and once worked with Ben McAdoo. And Russell Wilson, despite his connection with Scott Fitterer, was probably not going to want to come to Carolina. So where the Carolina Panthers go from here? Well, it's either stick with Sam Darnold for me, or if the things that are going on legal with Deshaun Watson get figured out, that's the guy that can help elevate this franchise. But now with Seattle having all those assets, might be hard for the Carolina Panthers to be in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes if that does happen here in the next couple weeks. So Rodgers, stand it in Green Bay. Russell Wilson headed to Denver, Carolina Panthers, still right here in the quarterback wilderness. The Philadelphia Eagles, another team thought to be players in the veteran QB market. What do they do now? 
Gino Camilleri here, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, to react to the huge news, the first few dominoes to fall in the NFL offseason. What does this mean for the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, it was reported all offseason long that the chatter inside the Novacare complex was that the Philadelphia Eagles would be big-time players in this veteran quarterback market. Well, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni both said that Jalen Hurts was going to be the guy in 2022 and now it looks that way more than ever. They can now take all three of their first-round picks and four picks within the top 60 of the 2022 draft to build around Jalen Hurts to get more instrumental pieces inside the offense and defense. And now they can see if Jalen Hurts truly can develop into being the franchise quarterback. That's how these moves affect the Philadelphia Eagles. Another team looking to upgrade at the quarterback position this offseason, the New Orleans Saints. Options in the veteran quarterback market for the New Orleans Saints are slimming quickly. This is Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. How do these two moves impact the New Orleans Saints? Well, simple. Those are the two big names off the list for potential targets for the New Orleans Saints this offseason as they are still looking for their big answer at quarterback. What does it mean as they move forward now after losing Drew Brees two years ago with Jameis Winston heading into free agency this offseason, replacing a head coach and much of their coaching staff this season? Well, Jameis Winston continues to be the most likely as well as the easiest return for the New Orleans Saints, bringing back and hopefully picking up exactly where they left off last year before an ACL injury ended Jameis Winston's season. Or they go back to another familiar face, former Denver Bronco, former New Orleans Saint, Teddy Bridgewater who was 5-0 in New Orleans under Sean Payton, could they have the same success with Dennis Allen? If not those two, where did the New Orleans Saints go? They can go back to the trade market if they like. Jimmy Garoppolo, a potential target out of the San Francisco 49ers, or they could try to pry Derek Carr from the Las Vegas Raiders. For more reaction around the league, subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page. And finally, C.J. Fleming scored a career-high 27 points. Dylan Penn added 22, and Division I newcomer... Bellarmine defeated Jacksonville 77-72 in the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament Final on Tuesday, handing the automatic bid to the NCAA Tournament to regular season champion Jacksonville State. Bellarmine is not eligible for the NCAA Tournament as it is in the second of a four-year transition to Division I. The Louisville-Kentucky-based school is the first men's team in the past 25 seasons to win its conference tournament while being ineligible for postseason play. What's crazy is it wasn't even Jacksonville, who was the runner-up in the conference tournament, who gets the automatic bid. It's the regular season champ. Wow. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Thursday, now that the veteran QB ball is rolling, what domino will fall next? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.